bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's word. But God says, I will supply all your need according to my riches in glory. So God says, the economy is going down, but I can still bless you. Now you have an option either to believe the aspects or to believe God. And sometimes the voice of the aspect is more convincing than the word of God. And so believing God is very difficult. You believe, yeah, 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 to be okay. But some part of you stays, says, the aspects have spoken. Or you are sick, you go to the hospital. The doctor gives you the opinion. But you read the word of God, it says, by his stripes, you are healed. Now you are torn between believing what the aspects said or what God said. That's why faith is difficult because faith is always fighting human opinion. That's why in Isaiah chapter 53, the question is asked, who has believed our report? Whose report will you believe? Whose report are you going to believe? Whose word will you believe? Who is going to determine what you do? Is it what the experts said? Or what God said. If I had listened to the experts, I wouldn't be here. But thank God, after the experts have spoken, God also speaks. And the person of faith says, yes, the experts have spoken. I see the evidence. I think it logically. I know it's possible. But God is bigger than the experts. And let God be true and every man a liar. So you believe what God said in the face of contrary evidence. Now, if you can do that, you have faith. And that faith is what turns the key to the access to your desires. So don't just say because I have a problem. God himself knows I have a problem. God himself knows I have a need. Yes, he knows. But he says, if you want me to do something, you must believe I can do it. If you can't believe that, then you can't turn the key. So we ask specifically, we ask according to the will of God, we ask in the name of Jesus, and we ask in faith. All right. So let's go to the second thing. I like how Matthew, uh, Mark puts it, says, and whatever things you desire when you pray believe that you have received them he didn't say you have received them but you must believe that you have received them and then you shall have them believe it's done before it's done believe it is finished before it is finished you don't wait to have it to say, I believe. Because if you have it, then you don't believe it. You have it. Believing you receive starts the moment you finish your prayer. In between prayer and answer to prayer, there is a struggle. What are you going to do? You believe it's going to be done, but your case is getting worse. So what do you do? So let's talk about receiving. Receiving. I'm going to talk to you about how 
we receive. First John chapter 3. First John chapter 3, verse 20 to 22. First John chapter 3, verse 20 to 22. It says, For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Verse 21. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. Verse 22. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. If our heart does not condemn us, then we have confidence. In other words, if our heart assures us, then we have con confidence. So how do we receive what we have prayed for? First, you receive first in your heart. You receive it first in your heart. You don't receive it first in your hand. You receive first in your heart. The first place to receive the answer to your prayer is in your heart. Before you have it in your hand, you must have it in your heart. You must have the assurance that you have it. Or believe that you receive before you receive. Remember, believing is done in the heart. When God answers your prayer... He sends you the notice in your heart. That's the first indication God is going to give you that a prayer has been answered. It's not going to be in your hand. It's going to be inside you. It's like the way you receive a parcel. Somebody sent you a parcel from New Zealand. And it's a nice something specific desire from New Zealand. It arrives at the post office. When it arrives in Ghana, it's no longer in New Zealand. It has landed in Ghana. It has transferred from one jurisdiction to the Ghana jurisdiction. That's how prayer is. When we pray, God transfers a spiritual blessing and brings it into the earthly realm. But you don't have it in your hand. The post office, which has received the transfer, will send you a slip of paper. And so you'll be at home or in the office and you receive in Ghana, it's a pink slip of paper. Saying you have received a parcel from New Zealand. That pink slip is the first evidence to you that what was transferred from New Zealand has now arrived in Ghana. Spiritually, the same thing happens. When you pray, you speak to God. God is a spirit. God answers the prayer. He moves the answer from the realm of the spirit to the physical. How do you know that? You have an assurance in your heart. You begin to sense deep in your heart that although you have not seen it, God has done it. Not that he is going to do it, but he has done it. And sometimes you feel a sense of joy, a sense of optimism, a sense of hope 
You can't explain it. You don't have it. People ask you, why are you so happy? You can't show it, but you know that you know that you know that you know that the parcel has arrived. Your pink slip is in your heart. The answer to prayer doesn't come into our hands. It comes by the assurance in our hearts. So if you're waiting and you're hoping, well, if I don't see it, I don't believe if I pray, I have to see it physically. I have to see it physically. You will never, you'll never receive your miracle. Can you imagine what will happen? The post office sends you the pink slip. You'll see the pink slip and say, what is this? Pink slip. I'm waiting for a sound system from New Zealand. You're giving me paper. Should I go and play music with the paper? Now, you can despise the pink paper. You can tear it into pieces. You can burn the pink paper. You can shelve the pink paper. But your parcel will be waiting. And because you despise the pink paper, you cannot have access to your parcel. If you don't take note of what God puts in your heart, you can never physically lay hands on that miracle. The first answer to your prayer is not in your hand. It's in your heart. Don't doubt it. Don't tear it to pieces. Don't burn it. Don't shelve it. Take hold of it. Believe it. Because it is the first sign that God has worked on your behalf. So he says when you pray, believe you have received it in the past before you can have it. You receive it in your heart. Secondly, you receive it with the right actions. You receive it with the right actions. James chapter 2 verse 26 says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Other translation says, Faith without corresponding action is dead. Faith must have corresponding action. So if I receive the pink slip, I say, well, that's my parcel. I must act. I must take that pink slip to the post office. Many times we defeat our own prayer by our own actions, by our words. Oh, I pray for it, but, you know, I just, when the people were praying, I also joined them. But apparently nothing is happening. So, you know, we just get on with our lives. When you say that, you've canceled the effect of your prayer. You've introduced doubt, and doubt is going to fight your faith. Jesus said to a man who was blind, You want to be healed? The guy says, Yes. Jesus makes clay out of the ground, puts it on the man's eyes. The man is blind. Now his eye has been covered. That's worse than before. At least he was blind but clean eyes. Now he's blind with dirt and covered eyes. Then Jesus says the most ridiculous thing. Go wash in the pool. Now, if the man was a Ghanaian, he would say, I should go and wash where? Can't you see? 
I'm blind and you've put clay too on my eyes and I should go and wash where will I see the pool <laughs> the man's case temporarily seems to have worsened he has clay on top of his eyes Jesus says go wash in the pool he believes Jesus has, can heal him he believed that Jesus can do something about his situation. Jesus says, go wash. I don't know how the man washed, but maybe he went gradually to the pool or he asked people, help me to get to the pool. What was he doing? He was acting in agreement with his faith. If you believe God has done it, you don't speak words that negate what God has done. If you believe God has healed you, you don't just always look at the x-ray report and say, hmm, the thing is still there. Yes, look at the x-ray report. But when you look at the x-ray report, it says, I still believe God's word is true. By his stripes, I am healed and I believe I am healed. The x-ray report says one thing, but let the x-ray report be a lie and let the word of God stand firm. Your actions, your words must be in agreement. You receive with the right actions. Number three, you receive according to God's sovereign will. And this is very important. Although we know our needs, we do not know our future. And sometimes what we think is most important today may be a huge liability in the future God answers our prayer not only according to the needs we have presented to him but also according to his future purposes for our lives and sometimes you can turn the key but he will not open because what you want is not what he wants for you so sometimes you can pray in faith and not receive answers. But God will open another door. He'll give you another opportunity. He'll give you access to something else. You have to understand that he has a sovereign will in these matters. And sometimes, instead of giving you the specific thing you desire, he gives you something else which is a thousand times better. Haven't you ever looked back maybe 10 years and said, thank God he didn't answer that prayer? Or sometimes the person you really, really believe you must marry. When you saw him, your heart was going boom, 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 boom. And you say, oh God, give me brother Joe. Oh God, brother Joe, I desire. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, pray fast. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Then brother Joe goes to marry sister Mary. He said, oh God, you're forsaking me. Oh God, oh God. Then 10 years later, you see Brother Joe. Then you say, God, I thank you that you let this car pass over me. So sometimes you pray for something specific. You pray in the name of Jesus. You pray by faith. But God's sovereign will bypasses everything. Because he wants to position you differently. And you must recognize when God opens another door or he gives you a way of escape. 
the answers to your prayer may not come in the form you desired it. It may come in a different form. But when it shows up, because you have prayed and because you have believed, you must trust God that in his sovereign will, he will lead you in a far better place than where you are now. You know, I was telling a group of young people yesterday about how to answer the, the call of God upon their lives. And I was telling them about my story that when I was young, a teenager, and I wanted to be a pastor, I went to my, the leaders of my church then and I, I, I told them I wanted to be a pastor. I wanted to go to Bible school to be trained. And uh, they looked at me and they said, I didn't look like pastor. I wasn't pastoral material. I was too young. And I, was not, I hadn't shown any sign that I could do anything. And so they advised me to go and do something else. At that time, I felt they had not recognized me. They haven't heard from God. <laughs> Maybe and all of that. For a moment I was unhappy with them. But I moved on with my life. And eventually I did other things and started this church. Now I thank God for that church elder who said I was not called. Because if he had accepted me you would not be here. All of you will not be here. There will not be this building. There will be no central university. There will be nothing if I had gone that way. But at the time, I, I knew specifically I wanted to be a pastor. I knew I had to go to be trained. I asked for my church to do it. They didn't do it. But God led me differently. But the impact is that where I am now is far better than where I would have been in those days. So receive God's sovereign will. Receive. When you've prayed by faith, you've prayed in the name of Jesus. You have the scripture for it. And you see God directing it differently. Just say, Lord, thy will be done. I desire this way, but I can sense you leading me another way. Thy will be done. Be open to God's sovereign will. Fourthly, receive with thanksgiving. Before you feel the answer in your hands, thank God in advance. Thanking God in advance is, is an expression of faith. When we thank God in advance, we are saying, although we have not seen it, we have it. Don't wait for the answer before you thank God. You thank God before the answer comes. So you receive in your heart, you receive with the right actions, you receive by recognizing God's sovereign will, and you receive with thanksgiving. Finally, let's look at having. Having is the last phase of the process. That is when there is a physical and material evidence for what you ask for in prayer. This is when now things are beginning to show in your life. So how do you have what you have prayed for? Two ways I'm going to talk about. First, you have to take it by faith. Take it by faith. 
Hebrews chapter 11 verse 29 says, By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. This is about the children of Israel. By faith they passed through the Red Sea. Now it didn't say by faith the Red Sea was open. That's not what the scripture said. It says by faith they passed through. By faith, they passed through. So, the children of Israel went, they saw the Red Sea. God works a miracle in answer to Moses' prayer. The Red Sea opens. This is the answer. The Bible says, by faith, they walked through. What does that mean? That although the answer had come, it was scary. What would you do if, you, if God opened the Red Sea? It didn't vanish. It opened. And the sea has no wall, but it's standing on one side there. And the other one is standing on one side here. And, and it's still rolling. The water is going up and down. It's not flowing down, but it's standing. God has answered your prayer. It's open. Now who walk? <laughs> so the Bible says, by faith. By faith. You know, many times God opens the door for you, but it's scary. God has done it, but you are afraid. Hey, what if I go and the water comes back? What if I, I do that and it doesn't? What if I take that step and everything goes wrong? What, what if I, I receive this and, and things go bad? So you're going to need faith to take it. You take it by faith. Take it by faith. Because many times God answers our prayer, but it's very scary. What if I go and I fail? What if I start that business and it, it collapses? You pray, God, I need money, I need money. He gives you a business idea. Hey, God, what if it doesn't work? God, oh God, give me the right woman. I need this, I need a wife, I need a wife. God gives you the wife. Then a week to the wedding, you say, God, hmm, yeah, this thing, what if I go and this girl changes? By faith. So if God answers your prayer, it's going to take you faith to appropriate it. The children of Israel had the Red Sea open, but it took faith to walk through it. By faith, you take it. Secondly, you take it step by step. You take it step by step. It's not going to come finished. You're going to see a sign. You have to take it step by step. Acts of the Apostles chapter 3 verse 6 to 8. Very interesting story about the healing of the man at the beautiful gate. Now I want you to take note of something here. It says, this man wants a miracle. Says the Bible says, Then Peter says, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping, stood up, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, praising God. The man had been healed, but he was still sitting. There are people who God has answered their prayer, but they are still there. 
in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. He's sitting. As far as God is concerned, the man has been healed. But he's still sitting. Because he's been sitting for 38 years, he's not going to get up now. You know, when you are used to a problem for so long, even when God changes it, your mind tells you it has not changed. So the man is still sitting. So Peter had to take the man by the right hand and lift him up. And the Bible says the man stood up and then his feet and ankle bones were strengthened. Then walking and leaping, praising God. I want you to know the process. First, he's lifted up, he stands up, he walks, he leaps, then he says, hallelujah. Now, why didn't he say hallelujah first? Because he wasn't sure the healing. <laughs> he's waiting. Stand, walk, leap. Then, praise God. That's when it dawned on him. I'm walking. But the healing didn't take place then. It took place when Peter said, you are healed. But he was still sitting. If you want to take, receive your healing, you take it step by step. The first sign God shows you, you take hold of it. And then you move the next step. Until there is a full manifestation of the healing. The first time, he's healed. But he doesn't feel strength in his feet. But when he's lifted up, the Bible says his feet and ankle bones receive strength. Then he started walking. Then he started jumping. Then he praised God. It's a process. What God begins small, he will complete. So you take it, the first sign, and you believe. And then you end up praising God. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.